Broadcasting across the country on USA Radio Network, live from Las Vegas, this is War Now, the Wayne Allen Root Show. Now, back to the warrior. All right, long day of work. Wayne Allen Root is tired and hungry and also upset at the 800-point downswing or nearly 800-point downswing of the Dow Jones Industrial Average today. The market was just, in my opinion, a ridiculous overreaction. As a matter of fact, I think Trump brought great news back from the G20 in Argentina. He basically cut a fantastic deal with China. Now, again, is there uncertainty? Sure. He said it's like a three-month period where we're going to do nothing. There'll be no problems. There'll be no tariffs. There'll be no penalties. There'll be no nothing. Uh, And then, while we're negotiating those three months, then we'll come back with the real deal. But in the meantime, China's agreed to spend billions of dollars buying American products, American equipment, American farms, uh, you know, farm crops. Good for everybody. Good for farmers. Good for manufacturers. Good for Silicon Valley. And the market reacts by, you know, just selling off almost 800 point slump. Doesn't make sense to me. So I wanted to get my great friend of the show, Kip Herridge has been uh, my go-to economic guru since the day I started local radio in Vegas three years ago, then national radio, now national TV. He's made many appearances here on Newsmax, many, many appearances on USA Radio, many, 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 many appearances with me on local Vegas radio. The guy has been with me a lot for the last three years, and he's never let me down. His, uh, his insights and his wisdom is always right on the money. He's the most brilliant economic guru, I think, in the United States. And uh, one of the top ones in the world. That's how much I think of Kip Herridge. So the minute I saw the market was was just going far down, and it was a terrible day, I thought we'd get his perspective on things. So all of you who have IRA accounts and all of you who have stock accounts can breathe deep and figure out what's going on here. So without further ado, his company's called VRAinsider.com. It's a stock newsletter, an investment newsletter, and it is uh, it is the best there is in these United States. VRAinsider.com. Welcome to the show. Mr. Kip Herridge, how are you? Hey, great, Wayne. Great to be back here, my friend. So if I know you, and we've spoken on the radio quite a few times over the last six months, I've interviewed you, uh, but I think this might be the first time in a while on Newsmax TV. If I know you, you are still a bull, and you believe this was a great overreaction, and the market should not have gone down this many points. But I'm I'm speaking for me, so let's hear what Kip Parrish has to say. Yeah, you know, uh, a little perspective here. First of all, um, uh, we were... We were bearish going into the housing crisis, 2007, 2008. We got our clients out of the market. Uh, we got back in within five minutes of the lows, March 2009. And uh, we stayed bullish, been bullish now, full-time bullish for seven years. So I'm not a permabull. You know, we know when to get people out of the market. This is just not one of those times. And I'll tell you something, Wayne. I, I think that, you know, today, 800-point drop sounds terrible. It's the 329th worst point drop, uh, worst percentage drop ever. It didn't even crack the top 300, mm. down 3.2%. Wow. Uh, we've had, since 1986, 500 uh, different uh, days where the market's been up or down 500 points. I didn't uh, know so, that. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah. It's, again, perspective, right? Right, and by the way, 800 sounds like so much, but the stock market and the Dow used to be, when the Dow was at 2,000, 800 would have meant the stock market was gone. Now the, now the Dow is at, you know, in stratospheric levels, 800 points isn't so much. I didn't think about that until you just said that. So it's all a matter of what the percentage is and where the Dow is. That 800 is probably the equivalent of the market being down, you know, 50 points 20 years ago. So it's a different number. Check this out. 
In two in two thousand eight, we had a very equivalent drop, seven hundred thirty three point drop. That was a seven percent drop versus three point two percent today. But check this one out: nineteen twenty nine, a thirty point loss was an eleven percent drop. So yeah, it's wow. just all you know. The Dow is at twenty five thousand now, so eight hundred points is just not is not as big a deal. Uh, but what's be, what's happening right now? And uh, you know, I, I I like to feel like I've got pretty good instincts about the market. I've done this thirty three years now. Wait, but, but let me and, ask a more important question before yeah. you get to that. Just what caused it? Why did investors suddenly spook and think that we're headed for a recession? What made people suddenly think that out of the blue? Well, Wall Street hates they hate Trump. There's just no question about it. You know, this is the inverse of the Obama years, where Wall Street loved him and Main Street was scratching their head, going, "How is this market going up?" Year after year, well, of course we know we know how four trillion dollars in QE and nine trillion dollars in added debt, and Wall Street loved him for it. And, and Wall Street hates Trump; they don't want to see him succeed. Uh, I I, uh, I follow pretty much everybody uh, that's important on Wall Street. I either know them or I follow them and have for years. And uh, I've never seen smart, you know, really intelligent Wall Street people that at least used to be that are just. They had Trump derangement syndrome. That, that's what they have. So I think Didn't Wall Street most to be all Republicans, all conservative capitalists. What the hell happened to Wall Street? No, that's, that's not the case anymore, my friend. It's completely flipped. They are wow. liberal. They are wealthy liberals, and it, it really should have surprised us. The eight wealthiest people on the planet are all hardcore liberals. So you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's a really interesting and, and different uh, time frame for sure. Yeah, but you're talking about the billionaires. You know, the billionaires have all become huge Democrat liberals. I get that because they're so out of touch and they love cheap labor. They love open borders. They can have lots of peons working for them that are basically slaves. And they feel such tremendous guilt because they have enough money to last a thousand generations. Their kids will be billionaires and their grandkids will be billionaires. And no one ever has to worry about money. So they're out of touch. I get that. But I'm talking about, you know, are you just talking about the titans of Wall Street or do you mean actually the average broker in the pits, you know, who works for a living and maybe makes five, six hundred thousand, not a billion. That guy's a liberal, too. Is it really gotten no, that no, bad? Not, not, not the guys in the pits, not the okay. brokers, not not the everyday guys. Yeah, just the big shots. His family. We're talking yeah. about the big shots, the, you know, the guys in the ivory towers. Right. They are globalists. They're globalists through and through, and if you aren't a glo- if you're not a social justice warrior globalist in their world, you don't you don't rise in the ranks. It just doesn't right. happen. You're talking anymore. about you're about the guys who had Goldman Sachs, those guys, and the guy who heads J.P. Morgan. What's that guy's yeah. name? Who heads J- J.P. Jamie Dimon. You're right, Jamie Dimon, who is so jealous of Trump. Every time he's in an interview, he talks, he's going to run against Trump in 2020. I might run. I could run. I think I'll run. So jealous. It has none of Trump's charisma. Would have zero chance of getting 5% vote. And he thinks he's Donald Trump. Same as the other day, Jeffrey Zucker of uh, NBC, the biggest jerk that ever lived. And a guy who, you know, if you, if you took a look at him for more than two seconds, you'd probably be scared. He's just an unattractive guy. He thinks he's going to be the next president of the United States. He may run against Trump. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen too many bald guys with glasses running for president of the United States and Winning. Have you kept? <laughs> no, and you got to extrapolate where you're staying out one step further because when you go from the Wall Street uh, investment banking firms, take it to the next level, take it to the ultimate banks, take it to the Federal Reserve because this is where uh, this is what concerns me the most. And I, and I guess I'm still a bull. Uh, I believe that we have a major global shift happening from globalism to nationalism and and, uh, and, and populism. I think that's. That's going to be hugely bullish for the market, maybe for five to eight more years, maybe 10. You know, 
big, big Dow Jones targets long-term, as you know already, as a lot of your listeners do from my previous appearances here, and that hasn't changed. But what is changing is, and this is a real, it, it, it's a head-scratcher, because today, for example, uh, you know, you have the Federal Reserve has raised rates eight straight times. We know that. They're, they're due to raise rates again this month. Even as the economy is showing signs of slowing down, look what's happening in housing. Even though it's primarily in California on the East Coast, and maybe it has to do with, uh, with, the, with tax reform, but it's still happening. But yet we have, like, for example, today, the, uh, the, the, the president of the uh, New York Fed, John Williams, came out today and said, this is, economy is just in great shape. We're going to keep hiking rates. We're going to keep hiking rates because the economy is so strong. I don't remember Federal Reserve presidents speaking like this before, right. basically taunting the market, saying we're going to raise rates until your 401k plan drops into oblivion. This is the message that people are hearing from the Federal Reserve when they say, hey, we don't really care how you're doing. You know, we don't want to let the economy run hot and let you get help. We so really this rates. isn't... This 800-point downfall today, or nearly 800 points, wasn't about Trump or the Trump economy. It's about the Fed on a suicide mission trying yes. to fight Trump and raise rates until all of us can't buy stocks anymore, until all of us can't buy homes anymore. It's almost like the Fed is on a suicide mission against its own economy and its own country. You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. This is what, what a lot of us are saying is what are they, what, what are they thinking? Uh, there's a big minority in the Fed right now that believes rates are too high and they should stop raising rates. That's a big minority. The majority are all saying the same thing. About five of them said it today. And that's the other thing. I don't remember in the past all these Fed governors that are on all these talk shows and not making all these televised appearances, hmm. talking the market down. Yeah. You know, I, uh, they need to, uh, in my humble opinion, shut up. And just well, maybe their, their egos, us, this uh, is the age of celebrity, the right? And they all think that... Kip, this is the age of celebrity. They all think they're on Celebrity Apprentice, and they think they're as well, important right. as Donald Trump. And so their egos are getting in the way of their effective decision-making, maybe. They now think they're bigger than Trump and bigger than the president, and they determine the economy, and they decide when the economy should go down and when it's too high. So, you know, we've got uh, these guys prancing around, acting like we could out-Trump Trump. Maybe that's what the problem is here is jealousy. Trump derangement syndrome in the Federal Reserve uh, now as well. They already had their own problems. Look, they caused every crash we've ever had. They caused the right. 29 crash. They caused, they caused the 2007-2008 financial crisis when they hiked rates 17 straight times from 2004-2006. You know, they, everybody in their, again, ivory tower loves to blame you and me and the public for what happened them, you know, for buying mortgages and, and buying homes we should have. It was the Fed's rate hike that, that, that crashed us in, and if they're not careful, we'll do it again. Hey, Kip, you hear the music. It means we got to run, but people can reach you at VRAinsider.com. Is that correct? That's right, VRAinsider.com. VRAinsider.com, and if you have to give people one sentence of wisdom here quickly, you believe the market is still strong and it's a buy, correct? Absolutely. All right, Kip Herridge, you heard it. The man himself, the guru, the guy I've been following for since almost uh, 2000, early 2000, so about 15, 16, 17 years. I've followed his advice. He's never, ever, ever led me wrong. The man is brilliant, and I trust him over all the guys who run the Fed. That's the problem. Guys who run the Fed are too political, and they're eggheads from Ivy League schools. I like the street guys. Me and Kip and Donald Trump, the street guys. War now. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls. 833-WAR-TALK coming up. Fill the lines. 